Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back. It is the Chocolate Puma Podcast. I am your boy. I am the Chocolate Puma. And I am back taking a break from work to go sit out in the Ford Focus Studios to record and also get a break from people because people are exhausting. How are y'all doing this week? It's been another crazy, hectic week. Um, I'm going to just it's probably going to get a little sad on the back end. I'll go ahead and be honest with you. Let you know that right now. Uh, but we'll talk about a couple of other things first. Uh, well, first things first, a little housekeeping. Uh, if you would like to email the show, thepumapod at gmail.com is the email address. If you want to follow me on the Twitters, my handle is at btop20. And uh, so far, I have not been suspended yet. So I'm going to keep spinning these hot takes and also... Uh, talking about my love of Joy Taylor, okay? Anyway, moving on. Um, We'll talk about Chris Doyle. Who's Chris Doyle? Well, Chris Doyle was recently hired as the director of sports performance for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Seems like a pretty sweet gig for him. And as they announced it, they, uh, they talked about some of his highlights. They talk about how he was the head strength and conditioning coach for the University of Iowa for 20 years, 1999 to 2019. That's a good run. His teams uh, participated in 16 bowl games, had 55 players selected in the NFL draft from 2005 to 2019. God damn, that is a good resume, right? Well, it also omits the fact that Chris Doyle his workouts have put 13 players from Iowa in the hospital. He wasn't fired. He got an award and he became the highest paid strength coach in college football. He was accused of racial bias. He got a $1.1 million separation package. And eight months later, he got a new job that's better than his previous job. What the fuck? Urban Meyer, what are you doing? Well, I shouldn't be that surprised because if you look up Urban Meyer, I'm also going to need you to look up Zach Smith. Long story short, back when Urban Meyer was coaching in the college game before he decided to pretend he had an illness and dip off, uh, he hired a young man named Zach Smith, whom he knowingly hired after it was you know, released that he uh, was beating the hell out of his wife. Um, so, you know... Good on Urban Meyer for sticking to his uh, his piece of shitness. Um, speaking of pieces of shit, Gina Carano got fired. Uh, now, if you don't know who Gina Carano is, uh, I'll give you just the you know the cliff notes. Former uh, MMA fighter. She was in Deadpool. She was in um, most recently. She was Cara Dune in The Mandalorian. She was pretty good in it. Looked like she was about to get herself a her own uh, spinoff, but she decided to wake up one day and share an image of a woman being chased through the streets, and her caption stated that the Nazis fomented public hatred against Jews as a part of the Holocaust. How is that any different from hating someone for their political views? This bird was this close to get in the Disney bag and she decided to wake up and say you know what I'm going to come out here 
I'm going to make some controversial statements about the Nazis. They weren't all that bad, right? I mean, that's pretty much what she said. And then she got fired. And I know people are about to start warming up their little mouths to start talking about cancel culture. And you can't disagree with people and blah, 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 blah. No, this is not cancel culture. This is someone saying something anti-Semitic and then getting fired. Period. She was allowed to make her statements, but knock, knock. Here comes the consequences of her own actions. So I shed zero tears for this bird because she deserved it. She probably deserved it more so for all the QAnon shit she was posting back in November. But hey, as long as she out the paint, I'm cool with it. All right. Now it's about to get a little bit sad. So this week, I got news that a professor of mine from North Park University passed away. Uh, this, Her name was Theodora Iot, and she was one of the most important professors I ever had in my life. Professor Iot, um, I'll just start with like the things that she taught. Like, in America, we are not taught like important African events. Um, for instance, uh, the massacres in Rwanda, uh, I had no idea about until Professor Iot's class. Um, and she gave me a book that was one of the most powerful books I've ever read in my life. I've o I only read it once because I've, I frankly, I couldn't get through it a second time because it's just, it's heartbreaking. It, it's crushing. It's called, We Wish to Inform You That Tomorrow We Will Be Killed With Our Families. And it uh, describes a journalist's travels in Rwanda after the Rwandan genocide. And he interviews survivors and he's getting information. And he retells their stories and reflects like on the meaning of genocide and um, like basically the aftermath of genocide. Um, it, just a, a, a very powerful book. Um, but as for the person, Professor Iot was, she was joy, man. She was joy. Every time you saw her, she had the biggest smile. And after I took a class with her, I mean, as as 20-year-olds are wont to do, 20-year-olds are not the most dependable. I'll admit, you know, I, I skipped a class or two, um, and she actually... Uh, tracked me down in the press office one day, uh, basically just to make sure I was still alive, as she would put it, and then she laughed and laughed and laughed, and we laughed about that for pretty much every time I saw her going on after that, and I never missed another class of hers. Uh, Professor Iot would give me a hug, she'd crack a joke, and she would just have this, this laugh, and it was the, this laugh was amazing, I can hear it right now, like, she was laughing from the bottom of her soul, like, she was just, just exuding that joy, because she totally cracked herself up, and that, that would just put a smile on my face, it's putting a smile on my face right now, um, so, I'm, I'm saddened, I hadn't, you know, spoken to a professor in, in quite a while, um, but, I will certainly miss her. I will certainly miss that laugh. I will miss that smile. Um, and I want her to know that, you know, wherever she is, smiling down on us, you know, 
We're, I'm going to keep spreading that joy, that joy that, that she exuded. That That's something I'm working on to, to spread myself. So this is for you, Professor. Um, and while I'm, I'm talking about those that are no longer with us, it, it kind of dawned on me today um, that 10 years ago, um, this past week, a good friend of mine uh, passed away. Uh, his name was Larry. And Larry was probably the first friend I had that passed away, like, from high school where um, it wasn't, you know, like an accident, like he was, he, he was sick and, you know, he, he just didn't get better. And it just, it crushed me. It hurt me so bad. Um, I could sit here and tell you, you know, how great he was, how he came from a great family. He did. Um, he was flawed. We all are, but you still loved him. He was a, just a good person, a good dude. He remembered everything about you and he deeply cared. Um, he, I mean, he was one of the first people that I met when I went into Kenwood Academy. And I'll go ahead and just tell this story here. Um, first time I met Larry, I'm this nervous, uh, I think I was, what, 14 years old, um, walking into this huge school after being the, the big fish in a small pond. And I look down the hall, and I see a dude changing out of his gym shoes and putting on slippers. So he could walk the halls. Who does that? Who <laughs> who on day one of high school is so comfortable and has just this level of I don't give a damn that he's changing out of shoes like he's Mr. Rogers. Like walking through, I can see him just like shuffling through the hall right now with his leather slippers on telling some kind of story. And everybody knew him. Everybody loved him. Even the teachers, he would just walk into the teacher's lounge and sit down and start talking with people because I feel like Larry had the soul of a 60-year-old black man, even though he was only 14. Nothing you said shook him. He was always telling me, like, Thompson, just go over there and talk to that girl. Thompson, you're smarter than that. Thompson, you're the smartest person I know. Like, he, you want to talk about somebody that would gas you up? Larry could gas you up. He would have you feeling like you could run through a brick wall. And he was a kid who was like me, you know? He came from a single-parent household. He lived in a house filled with women. He, you know, me and him, we connected on that. Um, it was Larry who actually convinced me to take a couple of classes with some teachers. Um, two of the teachers, I'd say, probably the most important for me uh, in high school, and that would be... Uh, Mr. Green, my journalism teacher, and Mr. Towns, who taught me AP English. Uh, he uh, he always encouraged me to to write. He always encouraged me to write about something new. Um, he was the editor of the newspaper, and he got me to write a few things, and I think that he he got me to write these just so, because he knew I would just stay in my comfort zone of sports, um, and he knew that he could basically just bully me into trying something new and learn how to write anything, and, and I did. I learned so much from him. 
Um, I never stopped thanking him. I thank him to this day for, you know, just basically forcing me to be a little bit more adventurous. Um, Larry was along with me um, when I went to Grambling. Um, I mean, we were both there only a week because it was such a shit show there. Uh, <laughs> we dealt with roach-infested dorms and gold-tooth-sucking disinterested admission counselors. And he was, he was the calmer of the two of us. Um, he was forceful with his voice, but he, he wasn't a raving lunatic like I was. Um, we, I brought him along with me uh, when, I, when I would have to go and you know, talk to people because he became my de facto spokesman. Um, I could tell many more stories about how awesome he was. Um, how he, my sister, and you know, a few of our friends, we would just sit around a table and just clown around and laugh so hard. I can't remember a time where I laughed so much um, as as we did like in high school, just sitting around the lunchroom table, just he would have the whole room in stitches and everyone was looking at him and he just reveled in that, you know, that attention. He could handle that attention. You know, I, I think about, you know, the, the man he would be today if he was still here. I know he'd, he'd be doing great things with his double-breasted suit, Steve Harvey suits on, getting out with his clean gaiters. Um, he would have so much advice for me. Uh, the last voicemail I got was, uh, it was on my birthday uh, before he passed. Uh, this That would be uh, December of uh, 2010. And he, you know, was giving me all this advice about, you know, a man entering his late 20s and <laughs> the funny thing was I was older than Larry so it's it's just hilarious how he felt so comfortable giving me advice about you know entering this stage of life that he had not yet entered and the fact that I took it so seriously and <laughs> listened to him um I miss my friend dearly every day I think about him every day uh, there's not a, a, a day that goes by where he doesn't cross my mind where, you know, this, you, you know, he's a, a little bit of a bigger guy, but he would get out there on that dance floor. He was so light on his feet. He would have women all over him dancing. And he, he was, oh, he was bad. Larry was bad with his, <laughs> with his gators. <laughs> um, I, you know, I asked why, you know, good things happen bad people we all we all know the old saying um i take solace in the fact that you know i know my buddy's not in pain anymore but damn i miss my friend um so i'm gonna end this saying you know anyone who hears my voice you know go out there hug your friends tell them you love well hug your friends if you can uh damn virus uh <laughs> hug your friends when we can love your friends tell them you love them tell them it's important to say it you know, um, and I hope you're all lucky enough to have a friend like Larry was to me. So on that note, everybody be easy. I'll talk to y'all next week. Peace.